A Shot of Wrestling, episode 74, and away we go. I be busting freestyles and stone cold strutting and hitting the attitude adjustment. Brothers of destruction, undertaker chain, sit in the fire or get cooled like Roman brain. Get this dude love and you got my back. Man, you're so kind and hit that cactus jack. It's Patty Yag, the face runs the place now, so phenomenal and I'm breaking the walls down, you're about to get hit, we going off the script, if you don't submit, you get hit with the super kick, we talk that WWE, it's a shot of wrestling with Green Man and MJT. It's a shot of wrestling, coming to you pre-recorded from Omega Studios, on this week's show, our exclusive interview with Mike Verna. The head promoter from BCW swerves on by to pump us up for their show on July 29th. And a recap of Five Borough Wrestling Show. Well, at least what I could remember. I'm the Green Man, and along with me each and every week, the man who gave Shane McMahon mouth-to-mouth, even though he didn't need it, he's your host, Michael J. Putty. I tried. I tried my best. Yeah, I'm always there to uh, serve and protect. <laughs> Boy Scout's motto. <laughs> you, you actually did the Boy Scout. Were yeah. you a Boy Scout, really? Yeah. Like, was that it? Son. Damn. Interesting. Learn always things. be prepared. Yeah. Always be prepared. And I was. Did you have your chapstick? Of course. Ready? Yeah. Because yeah. that's... I mean, you don't want to give someone mouth to mouth with, with chap lips. No, you never do. No. Not that they know because they're unconscious, but... Well, he, wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't this time. <laughs> Michael J. Putty, we are... On a new episode here of A Shot of Wrestling, and if it's the first time you're listening to us, what we like to do is talk wrestling and take shots. And tonight, we're going to be taking shots of uh, tequila. Uh, Salsa tequila. Tequila silver, actually. I think this is, um, isn't this uh, the guy from NSYNC's brand? What's his name? Timberlake? Justin uh, Isn't Timberlake? Don't. No, offhand. I feel like this is the brand that he, you know how, uh, doesn't um, P. Diddy own... His own vodka. Ciroc, yeah, Ciroc, yeah, son. You know? The most expensive vodka there is. Some so, and I think Timberlake owns Salsa. Tequila. Salsa. Really good, really good good tequila, by the way. I like it. So how about uh, we line them up, do a couple shots? Let's do it. Nine months, 28 years later, we'll have a little well, son. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> if we're going by the wrestling standards. <laughs> I'm sure that was Kurt Angle's rig of choice. Wow. Spoiler yeah, alert. Probably. That's, mm. that's what he was probably uh, drinking. Yeah. You know? All right. That's so he gets down. Michael J. Buddy, we just came uh, from a show this past week. You should finish uh, the sentence faster. From what no, I could remember. Wrong way to pause it. Huh? We just came <laughs> from. Yeah, literally, I'm going to pick up the pace. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there, there was a show. It was in Brooklyn on Avenue and at the American Legion. It was Five Burrows Wrestling. Uh,. Getting there w- was a mission. If you were following us on Instagram or Facebook, uh, it, it was during rush hour, so we had to take a lot of side streets into the ghetto. Uh, and we got some Wendy's, which was pretty cool. And we finally got there. Uh, it was nice that the show didn't start on time. Almost it was an hour and a half late. Bell, bell time was 7, apparently. But I think it started at uh, 8, which was great. No, like 8.15, 8.20. Oh, wow. Well. Um your thoughts on the show? What, what did you think? Did you enjoy it? I mean, you marked out when the hurricane came out, so 
You were like, a not really, because I knew he was there. Well, actually, I forgot he was there. Actually, man, you're right. Got marked out when the big O came back. Yeah. <laughs> Reuniting America and Muscle. Yeah. Right, and right. then Mike Verna. The big team. What you think of that match? Oh, never mind. You left me by myself. I made friends with neighbors around me. It was, it was a good time. It was a fun time. Some guy was laughing, joking, making uh, antagonizing those guys. So I was by myself. I just mentioned. I. Why were we by you? Why were I was there with you. We uh, came together. No, no, you weren't. No, we came together. Yeah, and then you left me for the second half of the show by myself, front row, kicking it to some old dude, making jokes. Yeah, he was cool. He got good singers. Second half of the show was great. Because you missed, you missed the best part, actually. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. I did. I mean, I mean, Five Barrel Wrestling actually put it on a, a really hell of a show. There were there were moments where I was like, I don't want to miss this match. Do I really have to go get a beer? Did you hear what was going on? Huh? I heard. I heard the rumbling from the outside. But um, I mean. Gacy's match was really good. The awakening with with Tremont coming in and new tag team champions. I couldn't tell if they were bad guys or good guys. I mean, if you there were there, there were a lot of CZW fans in the arena, so in the arena in the American Legion, and, and they got a big pop, a good reception for the new Tier One Wrestling Tag Team Champions. Now, uh, there's, there's a hot girl sitting behind me with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was giving her, like, she was asking all these questions. Really? Like, like what kind wh- of questions? Why are they chanting that? Like, what What are they doing? And the, when the, the guy would shh oh, and yeah. slap the chest? Yeah. Oh, my God. Why does he do that? That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> that looked like it hurt. Oh, my God. What's going on? What? Who is this? What's he doing? What does that mean? If you haven't made it out to an indie show and you are in the New York City area, I, you you have to. It, it's the best, probably thirty bucks you would ever spend. Better than going to a WWE show, in my opinion. After the the bullshit that they've been putting us through week after week with horrible Raws and Smackdowns, and uh, this this battleground oh. pay per view that no one really cares about. Oh, speak for yourself, my friend. <laughs> Plus, if you're a hot girl who wants to get into indie wrestling, uh, dial it up, 619-343-3005 or at Michael J. Putty and uh, see what happens. We, we had a really nice uh, area with neighbors. You mentioned the, the older dude who had the zingers. His, his family gave us some ballroom. But those chairs are right on top of each yeah, other. Yeah, he he moved, he moved, it, moved his chair. It was yeah. really nice. Those um, 15-year-old kids the cup. cursing and giving the finger. <laughs> the couple behind you. Yeah, that was nice, yeah. And uh, our, our new friend from London. Oh, yeah. My neighbor. He, he was telling me about the indie wrestling that goes down in London and, and how big your, your this is. best scene. friend who, um, who shat on the United States? Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> but he was telling me how big the uh, indie scene is in London. And we have people who are going from here over there. We, I know Callahan is doing some shows over there. David Starr is out there right now. Matt Riddle is putting on some great shows out there, which he'll probably, I think he'll be coming up next week for Tier 1 Wrestling on the 28th, if I'm, if I am correct. But uh, yeah, a lot of good indie wrestling. So while you were helping those guys unwarranted putting the ring away, you remember that? You remember helping putting the ring away? Yeah. Okay. That's what I was doing. Your British guy came up to me. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, so what's your Twitter? Uh, what's your Twitter? I'm like, shot of wrestling, no way. <laughs> oh, okay. So I, I bring it up and show it to him as he brings it up. Uh huh. I'll follow you right now. That was horrible. <clears throat> I'll follow you right. No, can't do it. <clears throat> so I said, follow him back. Okay. At a blah blah blah, whatever his name was. Yeah. Do you know what his name is? 
What is it? Owen Hart deserved to die. <laughs> so I. Uh, oh my god! I look at that. Look what? at it. <laughs> look at that again. Take my finger off the follow button. What the fuck is this? Your wrestling fan. This is your name. Oh, mate. Me and my friends have a bet every whatever it was on whatever sport it was. We can't make it out. Uh huh. Cricket and, or the, something. Probably. Yeah. And the loser. I guess the winner picks the loser's Twitter handle for a month. Okay. And this happens to be the wrong time. <laughs> so he picked, for some reason, Owen Hart deserved to die. I'm like... Wow. All right, I'll let that one slide. Oh, wow. So like, he's, oh. he's an interesting character, I have to say. Yeah. Um, the Boulevard Bullies got kicked out of the tell, arena. I'll give you five dollars tell me his name. Um, the guy from London. Okay, great. I was very, very drunk. I'm telling you, this is my recap of Five Borough Wrestling. Um, what I could remember. Um, I, I ended up coming back in at the end of the show because I heard the rumblings. I'm like, holy shit, shit's going down. Um, and, you never came back in. And uh, and then the, the Boulevard Bullies got kicked out. Were you, were you there for that? Yeah, so you guys yelling at some little girl. And oh, man, give, give me a sober like perspective because we, we were drunk as shit. We finished the bottle of Jack Honey back at the car and we decided to come back in. the car that you were driving. That I the, drove there. A man you got fucked up, even though you know you were driving. Very responsible. Very. Good thing I have a, a designated driver. Now you do, yeah. Michael J. Putty. I give you, yeah, you had a rough day, so maybe I'll let that slide. Yeah. You guys left during intermission. Right. Um, 20 minutes after intermission, you guys come back in. You guys stand by the railing. Yeah. You and the guy so with the beard and both of our bullies, which doesn't narrow it down, started yelling at this little girl. No. Who? Saying some horrible, nasty things to this Are girl. Are you kidding me? But this girl is giving it right back to you. Stop. Really? Yeah. And then... Like, what am I... I'm saying it? Both of you. Okay. And then the, you guys are leaning over the railing but right by the entrance. Uh-huh. And the promoter comes back and says, you guys, you got to back up. And uh, Pat or Steve? Pat. Pat. Um, put his hand on the promoter. And he goes, listen. Listen, Troy. I'm just having a good time. He goes, my name's... My name's Jim. You got to get out of here. And he oh. escorted him out of the, physically escorted him out so of the So maybe it was because Pat touched him. You know, no, it, when, when someone invades your personal space. It was because he got his name wrong. Is it really? Yeah. This this is a so this perspective. Is this, is, this is according to, I didn't hear what's going on. I got the drunk recap from Pat. But it's because he got his name wrong. Got to get kicked out. I mean, we're new to the indie wrestling scene. I don't know everybody's name. I mean, we we call we were calling uh, one of the wrestlers Skirt Boy because he was wearing a kilt. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I still it's don't even remember. I, I respect my uh, heritage. I still don't remember a lot of the wrestlers' names. What's the last thing you remember? Do you remember anything? You, uh, you black out at all? No, I didn't black out. Oh, okay. I remember a lot of what happened. Um, at the end of the night, I ended up in karaoke. I don't know how I got there. No, okay. And then uh, I go on to Facebook, mm-hmm. and there's a video of you driving. Yep. Well, first, the perspective of the video has it reversed, so the camera's on me, yeah. and it looks like I'm in the driver's seat. I'm like, holy shit, why do I have the camera on me, and I'm in the driver's seat? I, cannot be driving and then it turns to you actually driving so it was like you were in london mm-hmm. and uh own heart deserved to die asshole <laughs> and i was so fucking shit wasted man i could barely understand what i'm saying i had to delete it 
I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to show people at work, and um, I had to. It was deleted. Yeah, yeah. You, you were one annoying fucking prick. It was bad. You're the worst. I've seen you. It was you bad. Was, you annoying. Uh, I'm a very patient man. You got on my last nerve. And uh, so go, go fuck yourself. Yeah. But here on just, record, just as we're me, recording. Just me while I'm driving. Don't know where I'm going. <laughs> Turning lights on, shutting phones in my face. Is that the longest you've ever driven since you got your license? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, all the way from Brooklyn, my, my Coney first Island inter-county area. Uh, soiree. <laughs> With the green man at, what, like 2 o'clock in the morning? It wasn't even, it was like one, 12 o'clock we left. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, and then uh, we ended up at karaoke. Uh, you did, yeah, I left. You drove I, me to karaoke, which I had enough of your bullshit. How did go? How long did you stay out? Boulevard Bullies showed up. We, we opened some Bully Wisers, and... Uh, we left. I think I left, around, I think I left around the one thirty. Okay. Did you guys go in at all? We went in and sang. I, I, if you, I don't know if you could call that singing more like by the bar. Did you get a room? No, we got a room. Jeez, for an hour. Um, maybe a little bit more than an. hour. I can't remember okay, how so long. Now we're now we're in the almost three o'clock territory. Yes. Okay. I made it home you, at you, you five a.m. Did you drink at all? The yeah, the bullies oh, bought God. some uh, some bully wisers so and you, we had some. You go and sitting by the bar drinking water to sober up wasn't the, didn't happen at all. Did not. Okay. No, was that the plan? Yes. Oh, you told me I should do that. Did yeah. you set me up? No, I said okay. Um, why don't you just sit by the bar? Because they were saying get a room or go by the bar. Like, bro, sit by the bar, get some water, sober up, stay there for an hour and bounce. Mm. But you never listened to me. No, we got a room. Uh, we sang Jesus. a lot of r- uh, rock songs. Okay, and uh, and uh, I think uh, Did you sing Lincoln Park in the end with somebody else. Oh no, we didn't. Okay, we didn't. Uh, I, I think a, a Lincoln Park song did come up, but it wasn't that one. And um, there was many times where we got really hot and stripped down. It gets fucking hot in that room, yeah. Yeah, so we were just singing karaoke in our underwear. Oh, my uh, God. we at that point we started. Doing Ric Flair chops at each other, so which is why my chest was hurting this morning, like it was hard to breathe. I have bruises all over because I, um, Steve was trying to put the pieces together oh, for me. It was like the hangover. Just you three? Yeah. Um, and apparently, like I suplexed them on the couch. Um, I try to be a big shot and, and, oh, and no. like sing on top of the the table that they have there. Oh Jesus! And I fell it over. I fell over. Beers everywhere. Did you break anything? Um, table, my I mean. my uh, dignity, yeah, okay. <laughs> self respect, <laughs> my self respect. Yeah, it was it was a rough night. It, like, needless to say, but I made it to work. Hey, uh, uh, hey, past putty, smartest move walking away. Yes, <laughs> for sure. So so I get home at like five o'clock nice. in the morning. Okay, I have to. I set my alarm for seven because I gotta be at work at nine. Oh. Okay. All right. Why would you get that fucked up if you don't get work? <sighs> I don't know. I was living in the moment. Uh. I wake up at 8.20, and I'm like, shit. It's an hour commute to work. How the hell am I going to get there? I literally jumped out of bed. I put the jeans and the closest shirt close to me, and I ran out of there. I took a cab halfway just to make it just a few minutes late. But it was probably the worst day I've had at work because of... The Boulevard Bullies? Yeah, I'll blame the bullies. Okay. I'll blame the bullies. Man, man. But uh, 5 o'clock in the I'd... morning. That place closes at... Four. Three thirty four. How'd you get home? Um, how did I get home? I'm assuming you drove? I think at that point I did drive. Ugh. Were you more fucked it. up then? 
Well, I grabbed something to eat. I, I uh, got a. Okay. You I got drove some somewhere, food. or you walked there? Drove. Okay, great. Got myself a bacon, egg, and cheese for breakfast because it was five in the morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, McDonald's? No, there was this nice little deli on Woodhaven Boulevard. So you drove that much, that far, without eating anything? I was living in the moment. See, Michael J. Perry, you shouldn't have left me. It's what you, what was going on. Should have been a fucking brick. But let's finish recapping the show. It was a great show. Oh, you were talking Part- about that, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what got us into this conversation. Um, it was a great show. I think probably maybe top two of the best indie shows I've I've been at in the area. But you missed half of it. In- so that means including that the good. fact that I missed. I thought there was good booking. There was a lot of run-ins. Mm-hmm. A lot of people running. I love uh, love a good run. The man Gangone was there. Yeah, Sur- surprises, surprise wrestlers showing up, which was great. Gangone was there, like you mentioned earlier. The Big O was there. Joey oh. Janela. That name sounds familiar to you. Was he there? That's a, okay. That's a guy. Yeah, because is that the name on the shirt? Oh, Janela's tour. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, because he was just wearing the spring break uh, Joey Janela shirt. The guy that kept calling that girl like a virgin. <laughs> yeah. Yet, yet, we're the bad guys. Yeah. Yet, Pat gets kicked out. Um, so I thought I thought it was a great shot. I think I think whoever promoted, whoever booked it, did a solid job of putting a good show together. And uh, I would love to go back again. By the way, CM Punk, I'm just, just fucking around. I know you're not a girl. I'm just fucking around with you, bro. Relax. <laughs> don't get angry. I don't know fucking threatening texts or phone calls. You're just busting your chops, buddy. That's it. You know who was there? Big O. Big O. And Mike Verna. Mike Verna, one of the nicest guys. One of the nicest I didn't see him. freaking yeah, guys. He, awesome. he, he awesome. kicked off the show. He did. He did. Out with his title belts. Yep. Did a Stone Cold Stunner beard jug. <laughs> yeah, he did. It was, uh, yeah, it was cool. It, it was his birthday this past week. Yep. Mike Verna, happy birthday to you, my man. Still got to say, probably one of the nicest guys that I have ever met. Thanks. So nice. Thanks. That we had to bring him on a shot of wrestling. So this is the exclusive interview of Mike Verna on a shot of wrestling. Michael J. Putty, I have always wanted to do this. Ladies and gentlemen, a shot of wrestling proudly brings to you the man of steel, Mike Verna. How's that? That's all a nice intro. Perfect, I, yeah. I love it. Welcome to the show, <laughs> Mike. How are you doing, good my brother? Good to be here. Good to be here. It's good to know that you guys are the ones behind this podcast. Because, you know, every every BCW show, we see the green man and all of his uh, triumphant an- antics. And now, and now you guys know that, uh, now that I know, that you guys are actually the ones behind this. So it's, it's kind of a coming-to-earth experience for me. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. Ever, this if, is good stuff. If the Man of Steel ever needs a sidekick, 
I could be a good Robin to to your Batman. I, or, I would say know? I would say in the world of wrestling, you would fit right the hell in. So by all means. Well, what we like to do here on a shot of wrestling is really get to know the man behind the character. In an interview, we like to call then, now, and forever. Now you could see we're big WWE fans with that. I'm about to say, where'd you, where'd you, where'd you get that one from? <laughs> As a fan of the sport of professional wrestling, what is your first professional wrestling memory? Uh, this is this is a good one actually because I can't sit here and tell you I can pinpoint an exact match, an exact moment, an exact anything really because I've been such a fan for so long. But I'll tell you what is the first memory that will always stick in my mind that brought me to the uh, the culture of pro wrestling. And then before I was a fan, so I would say when I had to be about maybe nine, ten, so like fourth, fifth grade. You know, that's when that heat that heat of that time. So eight, nine, eight, nine, ten, whatever it is. The um, even honestly even a little bit before that. Let's even go back to like, let's let's go back to like, maybe even third, fourth grade, maybe, whatever it is. All right. The taboo thing to do in school was to do two things. Okay. The suck it, the suck it <laughs> hand signal. That's right. And Stone Cold Steve Austin, two middle fingers. <laughs> and for people who didn't watch wrestling, didn't know wrestling, or weren't even old enough to know what those two things meant, yeah, that that was that was the cool thing to do in the hallways of elementary school. So once I saw and, and you know, and coming from the '90s, the Attitude Era—I mean, I was in the peak of it. Growing up in the Attitude Era, where literally everything wrestling-related was the coolest thing on the earth. So you would go into little bodegas in, in Brooklyn. Yeah. And they would have little Beanie Babies with Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Austin 316 shirt on. And they would be Something. selling posters that, posters that said, suck it. <laughs> and, you know, rock things. And it's just like, that was the moment right there. So once I found out the meaning behind the two gestures, I was hooked. I was hooked. <laughs> Interesting. I actually just had a comment. Is, is that a first? Is that a first for you guys? That, that suck it and, and, uh, and middle fingers is the reason why you like wrestling? Yeah, that's <laughs> so. That is there a first. I actually... Speaking about the 90s for a little bit, I had a conversation with a coworker of mine. The 90s had such great music, too. Not just oh, wrestling, but... Right. Oh, shit, my God. Man, yeah. I love being I'll a 90s you, baby. I'll tell you this. Not to cut you off, I'll tell you this right now. Cut them off. Friday night <laughs> in the city. There used to be this place, and I went like once or twice, and I'll tell you it was one of the best best nights of my life. Now that wrestling occupies literally every weekend of my life, I can't really experience it. But what I said, I always told my outside friends, uh, my outside of the business friends, that the whenever I get a rare, a, a, the outsiders, the outsiders of the men in, in the ring, uh, I always said, when, when I get a Friday off, we need to go to this place in the city that has, it, it's a 90s tribute band. So literally every, I think their, their band name is, uh, it's after the Saved by the Bell um, band. Uh, what's the high school that Saved by the Bell was from? Bayside Tigers? The Tigers? The, Bayside Tigers. That's what the, that's what the, that's exactly <laughs> what the band name is. It's oh, the Bayside Tigers. So they play a whole 90s cover band. I'll tell you right now, one of the best nights out of, out of my life. Wow. That's, that's the place to go. So 90s music, hell yeah. I gotta check them out. Yeah, I, I want, want to. <laughs> You, you see how amped up you guys are down yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I mean, I know I know the entrance to say by the well, you know, when I wake up in the morning and the lounge yeah. in the morning. All right. <laughs> ain't karaoke night here with Mike Verna, yeah. but Not yet. Oh, we'll save that. I'll say that's the next BCW show. I don't know why we, we don't just do it. And they, I mean, we're in the bar anyway. Might as well do it. They so have the machine ready. Yeah. Not uh, everybody knows about go. it, but they have it ready. Oh, man. Let's do it. Green Man's a big proponent of wrestling brings people together. So who in the business do you currently consider a friend or a mentor? Um, okay, uh, I'll be honest with you, a lot of the guys, I'm not one of those wrestlers that say, in this business, you don't have many friends, um, so I want to refrain from that for like a quick second, um, I'm big on 
I, I, I get along with almost every locker room in. There's not, there's very few people in this business so far that I can look at and say I genuinely dislike them. So I don't know if that's the change of um, of the of the attitude in wrestling, mm-hmm. or or uh, maybe it's just I'm just kind of a unbiased to it, where I just kind of take people for what I see them as, and I don't want to find the, the bad in them. Right. Um, so I don't want to say I don't want to say that I have like a small group of friends. I do have a, a large group of friends. So um, the mentor side, though, that is one of my favorite questions that people ask because there have been so many people that have been uh, truly mentors to me to, to get me to where I am right now. Um, so my just a little backstory. I tra- I started training at MYWC uh, back in about 2011, early 2012. So we'll call it 2012 to play it safe. Nice. I was trained by uh, Tony Neese and Alex Reynolds. Those are my two first trainers. Good guys. Um, yeah, Great hell guys. yeah. And I was under the I was under the uh, the the main guy who watched over the school was Mikey Lipreck. Mm-hmm. So Mikey, e- e- yeah. Even though I wasn't uh, lucky enough to be a student of Mikey Lipreck, I would say Mikey Lipreck was a ambassador teacher to that class because Tony and uh, Alex were like the top dogs out of Mikey's last class, hence why they took over the school after he after he basically moved away. Um, so it was still Mikey's style of training, but he wasn't my direct trainer. But those three right there, off the bat, would be like perfect mentor figures because those are your first trainers in business. My finishing trainer, the one that, of record that everyone knows me as, is Joel Maximal of the SAT. He was the guy who basically made uh, made me what I am today in regards to a, a character, a style. Um, just everything that is there. I, I was blessed to have uh, Tony Nese and, and Alex Reynolds and Mikey Ripreck to build the foundation, and then Joel basically made me who I am today. So those four right there are my uh, off-the-bat mentors, but uh, my, my boys slash mentors that I can go to to have a drink with, to yeah. talk to, anything like that. Besides your boys that a shot of wrestling. <laughs> they, especially at a shot of wrestling. Whatever, whatever shots you guys prefer. Me and Papadon go way back. Papadon, uh, nice. yeah, me and Papadon. When I first, uh, broke into MYWC and I had, I had, a, uh, it was a tough patch. Like every wrestler that starts out, they never kind of have a smooth path because, um, wrestling is hard, but wrestling is a hard thing to do. Yeah. It's a hard thing to juggle. It's a hard thing to balance. It's a hard thing to literally put your body through it. Papadon was one of the veteran guys that went out of his way on a consistent basis to give me the help I needed and also be that, 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 um, that, uh, that shoulder, you know, when I need that shoulder to lean on, he was always there. And um, we've always been able to, to, to stay friends through that. And also on a personal basis, we've been able to be friends. He's one. Um, Bull James is like my brother, straight uh-huh. up. Me and Bull, I mean, I can have, we can, when, whenever me and Bull have this thing that when we uh, leave shows that we're on together, we'll get in the car, we'll get comfortable, and then we'll call each other for the ride home just to talk, which is super, super, super heterosexual, I promise you. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> got a little bromance, it's do. all right. <laughs> exactly, we got a bromance. Like, me and Bull, we both came from Brooklyn. Uh, we got that mentality of, like, that Brooklyn style of, like, don't fuck with us type thing. You know, like, yeah. we just got that. We have so boys. many similarities. Yeah. You know, like, gen- genuine tough guys in wrestling is what we are. Not to, not to sound like a douche, but that's, mm-hmm. that's the mentality behind it. It's just to, we, we connect on, the, on that level. So he's been one of my, like, closest friends since he came back. Um, Tony Mamaluk would be a perfect example of a mem- mentor. Um, we've done so many rides together to NYWC to other shows where like he'll sit in the back seat, even though he's the veteran with the most experience and most knowledge, I'll sit in the front seat just because he knows I'm bigger than him and he'll have no problem <laughs> with it. And, and he'll just, he'll just go on for hours about stories and, and, and outside of wrestling stuff. And I'll say right now, I, I missed him so much in the business. I wish he was still doing it today because that man is a legend in my eyes. 
Um, yeah, another guy I'd probably go last because I have a whole laundry, laundry list of guys that I could say were mentors. Uh, but the last one is Matt Stryker. Um, he literally was the, yeah, he was literally the first big match I've had. Um, he teamed with me on, uh, just an electric night. Like when I first debuted, um, I had a little bit of a buzz off the bat. I think, I think, I, not to get a little off topic here, I think I was one of the guys, one of the body guys of this generation before the body guys were cool. If that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Like I broke into, I broke into it when guys weren't in the best shape. So as soon as I broke in, as green as I was, no pun intended, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Um, I, I just, I had an instant attraction with the audience and, um, I had a match with Stryker where with me, him and PJ Stackpole in a six man tag match against a, a faction called Omega Black at the time. And ever since then, he has given me the most tough love that I can ever experience in this business. And, and there was one time in, in our four year friendship where I basically turned to him and I said, Matt, like, I know I call you Uncle Matt and like, you know, we always have a good time. But I was like, do you genuinely like me? Cause there's some times. <laughs> <laughs> that you are just straight up, you are straight up harsh. And he turns around and goes, don't you think that I'm harsh because I actually love you? And I was wow. like, yo. Yeah, I was like, yo. That was it. So as much as he hates me in real life, we have a, a real deep, like, uncle, uncle nephew love. And Matt Strike has always been there to help me. Um, I mean, I know I'm missing people, but, I mean, I, I've been lucky enough to just be around guys like Quackenbush and Gulak and Sammy Callahan and guys that just go out of their way to... You do good for you. Yeah. And uh, you don't see that very often. So I've been I've been blessed to have a lot of mentors and friends. And uh, like I hope it, that list keeps growing. Yeah, it sounds like you have a great group uh, of people to build a, a click. You know? Oh, hell yeah. Take, I mean, uh, if you want to talk, e talk click. Build a click. <laughs> if you, if you want to talk click, more like more like wrestlers like of my generation, um, you got guys like Mike Orlando and uh, MJF. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of freaking guys. And I know I'm missing people off the top of my head right now. But you could, there could be... There's so many other states in the United States that have, like, their top echelon guys uh -huh. that kind of form their clique. The one that comes to mind all the time is the Ohio guy. You got mm. Callahan and the IL, IL4K. Yeah. Um, that's, like, their little clique. Like, New York needs, like, a New York wrecking crew. You I know, agree. New York, needs that, New York needs that squad of guys that have enough buzz around them to ride together and do this thing together. And that's always been my big thing. Like, and that's... Well, I say like we there's so many of us that are on the same page and same and climbing the same ladder that are all friends. Yeah. This is what we need in twenty seventeen going into twenty eighteen. Is that those New York, New Jersey guys gotta come together, hop in a car and take over the fucking world. I like this. Uh Mike Verna, Mike Orlando. Michael J. Putty. <laughs> there you go, yeah, there you go. Green green green. Maxwell Jacob Feinstein, all all up in this click. I like this. You could be their manager, you know, Michael. Just just the nice just the nice up and coming guys that have enough value behind them. Not to not to put myself over, but enough yeah. value behind them and enough of a reputation that can actually put New York on the map. I like that. Are you a Mets fan? I'm a big Mets fan. Oh, no, there you go. You're you, 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 right you, you, you guys have never seen my tattoos on my life? <laughs> no, I have not. Oh, yeah. I got, I got, uh, I got the, the Mets baseball on my one side. I have the NY on my calf. And then on the back, I have Piazza's retired number. Wow. Nice. All right. Shout yeah, so, so I am a big Mets fan. So, yeah, shout out to one of the greatest Mike Piazza. Yep. If you're listening to the show, um, please come time, on down, man. baby. I yeah, please do. Please do. Tweet at him. Let's see if he listens to it. I miss yeah. you. I love you, Mike. Like, you're, you're my idol. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I have those two passions, baseball and wrestling. And when I, and I got to college, I wasn't going away. And um, I was staying local. I was, went to CSI. And um, Kingsborough wanted me to play for them. Uh, but they were a two-year school. 
And CSI, um, I, I was going to go through the walk-on, the walk-on process of, yeah. uh, of, of a tryout. And I, I thought to myself during these, you know, during this process, before it even started, really, I said, is this what I really want to do? Like, I'm, I'm here, I'm in a cutie, I'm not going away. Um, there's only so much you can do from a professional standpoint playing at like a, like a, like a cutie school, not to take anything away from the athletes, because they're athletes, so it's, there's nothing to take away from that. But something clicked in me where I was like, hmm, I'm 19 years old or 18 years old time. I said, what if I tried to be a wrestler and see where that takes me, where I know where my plateau is going to be in baseball? Yeah, I know that when I reached my fourth year of college, mm-hmm. that was going to be the end of the career. Where if I had a chance to be a wrestler at a young age and start training at a young age, who knows where I can end up? So I had a hard, a hard uh, decision to make, but I think it paid off in the long run um, to drop baseball for for wrestling. So I became a coach at my old high school. I still coach there to this day, Madison High School in Brooklyn. Um, and I started pursuing wrestling, and uh, that was really how how it all started. So. Um, for my parents' side of it, um, once they knew I was doing that, I was dropping baseball for wrestling. It's not that they were mad that I was dropping baseball, but they weren't really ready for what wrestling was like. Yeah. So coming up in a, coming up in an Italian household, my mom's a nervous wreck, obviously, so she was panicking, <laughs> uh, uh, just going crazy. My grandma, when she was alive, she had the same thing. She even told me she's like, "You'll break my heart if you do this. You'll break oh my, my heart gosh. if I do this." So the guilt. yeah, so I have to, yep, the guilt trip, the Italian guilt trip. It's what it is. So I have to kind of keep this under the wraps for a little bit. My dad knew about it, my mom knew about it. But that was a little bit more um, giving to it. My mom was kind of against it, but the main thing is, is that once they saw my first show, um, their views totally changed. They, they saw they saw the reaction of the crowd. They saw me genuinely enjoying what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they saw the success over the years, which has helped. And now they're at the point where they're critics. You know, my mom will tell me what kind of underwear she likes uh, <laughs> me to wear. What, and, and, my, and my dad will tell me when I look like too much like a bitch in the ring. And i got to weigh it in a little bit more. So that's, that's how far it's come. That's how you're, far it's you're come. number one <laughs> fans, for yep. sure. Well, we're, we just went over a little bit of the then. Let's get to the now. Michael J. Putty, what do you got for us? Just curious, um, who are your top three female wrestlers of all time? Oh boy, this is a good one. Uh, this is a good one. Now, okay, so I've had I've had a couple of experience with wrestlers I will not name over over the course of my career. Um, okay. So I'm not gonna. We'll do it. We'll do that off the air. Sounds good. Uh, um, I would say I was big on Tori Wilson back in the day. She was always my uh, one of the ones. Like, everyone was like, "Oh, Stacy Keebler or Tori Wilson." Oh, I was Stacey always a Tori. I would Stacy. Stacy's the beauty. There's no doubt about that. But I was always kind of Tori driven. I was Tori. There was always too. something Tory about Tori. Yeah, there was always something about Tori that was like, "I like that. I like that a lot." So Tori's up there. <laughs> it was the boobs. Um, in no specific <laughs> order. And, I, and keep in mind too, I don't want to be cliche here and say Trish and all the and all the basics. So I'm going to try to think outside. We've heard the box. those before. Yeah. Yeah, don't be cliche. That's my point. That's my got? point. So I don't want to say Trish. I don't want to say Sunny. Everybody you know wants Trish. That's what I'm saying. So I'm thinking Tori for sure. Oh, but Tori so for sure. Dawn Marie. Dawn Marie was, okay. was good money back in the day. Uh, she was something special. <laughs> that about that. <laughs> and this, and this, and this. Believe it or not, this is going to sound politically correct. And it's almost going to make you scratch your head. And um, if everything goes well in my career in the next couple of years, and somehow, some way, this interview comes along and, and falls on her desk. It may be good or maybe bad, but Steph McMahon, I think, is one of the most beautiful. I think she, I think Steph is, I think Steph is one of the most beautiful girls on the roster. She's a dying piece. I think that's a fact. That is a fact. That's a fact. She was always hot. And, 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 and it's a little outside the box, but you know what, Steph? If there was an FKM, Steph would be the M. Let's put it that way. 
for not for not obvious reasons, but more like that's someone you can take home to to mommy. Speaking of FKM, <laughs> fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> oh, I knew that. Yeah. Oh, you guys better throw it at me, man, because I tell you, let's hear it. <laughs> well, we already know your M. So Stephanie Man's your M, Mary. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, who How you would you get rid of Triple H? Uh, what would you do to Paul? Um, I can't. I can't get rid of. I can't get rid of Mr. Levesque. <laughs> I can't get rid of Mr. Levesque. Well I'm said. Hoping, I'm hoping. He, I'm hoping he's signing the bills in the, in the next couple of years. It's, so it, he's, he's 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 good man in my eyes. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a very progressive era we're living in right now. It's okay that Stephanie McMahon has Mike Vern <laughs> on one end and Paul on the other. Mr. Levesque, there, I, there nice, nice touch by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck or kill Tori or Don Marie. Uh, Dawn's gonna die. Tori, Tori, Tori's getting banged. Tori's all the way, yeah. I can Tori, yeah, Tori's getting banged. <laughs> That's fair enough. You know, I, Tori, Tori's the one that you can lay with afterwards. That's right, Dawn Marie, mm. you kind of just want to be like, hey, okay, thanks. Thanks for your time. Time to go home. Your Uber's <laughs> coming, yeah. Uber's here. <laughs> <laughs> she seems like a cuddler. All right, Man of Steel. Well, we're talking about the E. This is a, a big E-driven show. Um, where do you see the Man of Steel fitting into the WWE current product? If you had okay. it your way, like, what angle mm. would you want to fit yourself in there? If I had it my way or their way? Your way. Because I could tell you, I could tell you, I could tell you where I would fit based on A, knowledge, <laughs> and mm-hmm. B, um, and B, just how the, the, the product is these days. I know where I would fit for them. Okay. Where I would want to be, yeah, so where I would want to fit for, where I would fit for them is, um, back to, you know how WWE right now is a, uh, is a global, uh, company. Yeah. It's a it's it's reached unprecedented levels. It's it's known worldwide, and part of being a successful business, and this is where all the uh, the indie guys get very uh, very angry because they say, "Oh, why sign this guy when I'm better?" Or why why does our style suck and their styles? It's not even about wrestling at this point. Mm-hmm. It's about filling filling demographics to make the company um, be as successful as it is. That's so a great way to I know my, it, yeah. my if, if you look, yeah if you look at the roster right now. Tell me what nationality or what ethnic background or what country background are they significantly missing from a cultural standpoint and a language standpoint. Uh, they don't have a green man. I mean, well, never have a green from man. Ecuador. And they also, yeah. And they, and, yeah, there you go. And they also don't have someone who can support the red, white, and green. Uh, oh, yeah. They have, they have, yeah it's they been have a while. And 100% since Santino has left. So yeah. that was always something that attracted me. Um, that was something that they were always attracted uh, to that's me That's a about. big market, so too. That's that's a market they go to every year. And they yeah. don't have someone that can uh, that can really represent it that way. So, I mean, that's always been my ace in the hole, and it really worked um when I was down there last week, so we'll see how that works with that. But where I would like to be, and this has always been something I wanted to do, I wanted to be, if, if, when the time came, if I had full creative control, I wanted to be the guy that was allowed to bring the attitude back, the attitude ever back. Mm. So my whole gimmick, my whole gimmick would not be DX. My, my whole gimmick wouldn't be trying to be anti-establishment or copying um, the people that came before me, mm-hmm. but it would be almost like if right to censor was still around, they would be the ones that would I would be feuding with them because I, they wouldn't want me. They, I would my whole premise would be like, look, I grew up in this business, loving this business because of what the attitude era gave me. Uh-huh. I'm going to give back to the fans that weren't able to experience this. That's my whole. That would be my whole premise of the I character like that. to be that 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 CM Punk that's not PG rated or that you know what I'm saying not mm. really pipe bomb pipe bomb esque where I'm going to do what I say what I want, but I'm going to do what I want because this is what wrestling is. I'm always I always thought that wrestling. Professional wrestling and sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it, is always going to be what it is, and there's only so much mask you can put on it. So why not? Why not go back to uh, what made it so popular back in the day? Like WWE, WWF 
at the Attitude Era at the time was literally more popular than the NFL. It was so more, it was more popular in football that Vince was able to make a football company, a football league. Yeah. It was, that's how popular it was. Michael J. Putty is a big fan of the Hitmen. I was a big XFL the big fan. Of, uh, Huge. I was at the I was at opening day for the. the oh wow! Man. Nice. Yep. And there was more wrestling than there was football, so <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> oh, you touched on baseball previously, but um, besides that, what are your passions outside of the ring? Uh, baseball is definitely number one at this point. It's um, it's coaching and uh, playing softball. Those are two things mm-hmm. I'm very passionate about. I don't want to sound cliche, but I love to be in the gym. I literally love the gym. Um, there's nothing better to me than uh, being able to work out um, to better your body. How much you bench? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? How much do I bench? Yeah. Uh, if I'm trying to max out, like literally just lift the heaviest I can, probably like 325. All right. All around right. that. I, I could, I could rep out 315 a few times, so I could probably get like 325, 330, at least up to one. You can totally but, lift um, the green man. Yeah. Easy. Oh, uh, green man. I'll, I'll put him over, I'll put him on my shoulder. Next show, I'll put him on my shoulders with squat. It'll go, it'll go hand, it'll go hand in hand with this video. Nice. Uh, um, last, what other passions do I have? I don't know. Eating. I love to eat. Well, you're a big Italian guy. Right. What's, I love what's your eat. favorite I meal? Love to eat. My favorite meal will always be chicken palm. Chicken nice. parmesan. But I can't. I cannot eat it on a consistent basis, unfortunately, due to this freaking business. But uh, when I do get a chance to eat it, that's the way to be. I eat enough for you too. Don't worry about it. I got you covered. Mama Verna, please invite us over for your chicken parm. Ooh, yeah. We'll be more than happy to bring the wine over. <laughs> there you go. Moving into the last part go. of our interview, the forever part. Looking into the future, who are your dream opponents? Dream opponents. Okay. This is uh, the most interesting question I've ever had. Now, do you want uh, do you want a live and 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 current, or or do you want? Uh, excuse me. Do you want a live and, and past, or do you want a live and current, or do you want like past guys? Of all time, it's up to you. Ooh, of, all of, time. of all time, okay, of all time. That's always a good one. Um, of all time um, is Deputy Kurt Angle. Um, he is him, him, and and you can see I'm a little, I'm kind of hesitant with this question because I always had to find a way to um, toward it, and the reason being is. If you can look at me on the first day of you seeing me wrestle, mm-hmm. name so- name somebody that you can't really name that you can compare me to. Hmm. Um, Think about it. Somebody, somebody that you can't really name, but you could you could compare me to. He's he's the Voldemort of pro wrestling. Oh, I I would have yes. to say someone who well, let, this is something current fans could know. Um, you know, Daniel Bryan the, the, did a cross face. Exactly, exactly. You know, because exactly. this one person um, influenced a lot of other people. Exactly. So he was somebody um, growing up, and um, and now specifically now as a pro, is someone I, I've studied um, so much because literally same height, same build, same style. Um, I just have more charisma and looks, but oh well. <laughs> Um, everything here, and let me just make myself clear. Um, from a wrestling standpoint, I'm completely separating it from a personal standpoint. From mm-hmm. a personal standpoint, it's a totally different story. I never want to be compared to him. I never want to say anything about him, period. That from a professional wrestling standpoint, it's very hard for me not to consider him someone I would like to wrestle in the past. Of um, course. Him, Eddie, is another one because Eddie, I, I, I don't want to be, here's the thing. I, over my career, I have, I've had a chance to wrestle guys my size, smaller than me, and bigger than me. And I love to wrestle all guys of all sizes because you can do so many different things. But I'm looking at it from the standpoint of like, um, style versus style put together. Uh, there's guys like Angle, he who cannot be named, Eddie Guerrero, um, Malenko, um, and then from, uh, uh, from an all time standpoint, I would love Macho to see Man a match and, between you and Malenko. That would be classic. Exactly. That That's would the type be classic. Of just, just, Hold for hold, like, you know, grapple for grapple, strength against strength, mm-hmm. whatever strength we may have. You know, it'd just be something like that. But that, that's my style. Those are the guys I've always, I've always watched to, to pick up. Like, watching, um, like, Eddie Guerrero versus the Big Show or Eddie Guerrero versus the Batista. 
Like, I'm independent, I'm Batista. But in WWE, I'm Eddie Guerrero. So it's something I always like to watch, that kind of style back and forth. How does Eddie work Batista and how does Batista work Eddie? If I got to work someone who's smaller than me, how am I going to work him? Right, And right. vice versa. And vice versa. Well, speaking of your professional career, um, professionally, as well as personally, what are some items on your bucket list? Some, some items on my bucket list? Yeah, personally what, what, and professionally. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. That's a... Uh, well, first and foremost is to get that contract in the in the next couple of uh, of uh, I want to say months, but I'll take a year. I'll take a year and a half, <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully next couple of months. Um, that's definitely first and foremost. The um, the second one would obviously be. I always said that. Um, so when I broke in, um, I was lucky enough to get my first um, opportunity as an extra with WWE nine months in. Oh, so wow. from my ninth, yeah. So from my ninth month in to now, and we're working on four years now. I've always, and when I say this, I don't mean to say it in a way like, oh, I'm super loyal to them because I'm not going to take any opportunity. But because they have been so well to me mm-hmm. and, and we've had a nice working relationship over the four years, my number one goal was always going to be to be dedicated to them to get to where I need to be. Um, and because of that, I never really had a chance to, to try to reach out to TNA or um, do an ROH camp and uh, GFW when it was around. Like There was a lot of opportunities elsewhere, but... My mind was always on WWE because yeah. of the working relationship we had. Um, so if everything doesn't go as planned in the next couple of months, um, another thing off my bucket list would be to, to give ROH a shot. Um, obviously give a TNA a shot if the, if the opportunities are there. Um, and last but not least, on a professional level, would definitely be to uh, to go overseas. Um, the next thing to do, I mean, there's a couple of companies that have reached out to me about overseas things that uh, it's kind of just working out the logistics of it, really, because... Uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm not one of those guys that are going to say uh, at where I'm at right now in my career that a, that a promoter is willing to pay for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the, pay, the pay may be good once you get there, but getting there sometimes is a little bit harder than it may seem to, to your average fan. So um, those are the logistics that are getting worked out for those, those, um, those type of companies overseas, but that's something that I definitely need to do. Um, it's one of those companies overseas that you have your eye on. Is it out in Japan, like that far out? Um, I mean, it's it's more England. England is one that's that's first right now. That's I was big. supposed to actually, um, yeah, England is cool. England is definitely something right now in wrestling. England is really hot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not Progress or a Red Pro or anything like that. Um, it's more it's LDN, which is a company that a lot of a lot of the local guys have done already. Yeah, um, they run they run literally like 180 shows a year. Um, so that's insane. Like you would go down there basically for for the, for a tour, and it would be like two weeks there, and you're wrestling every day. So it's just experience and it's knowledge and it's making connections, so on and so forth. Um, we we're supposed to actually Rex Rex Wallace and I were the closers for Chikara, oh, wow. the, uh, the personal personal security for the big deal, aka Hornswoggle. <laughs> Uh, we were supposed to be at, yeah, we were supposed to be um, down in England. Yeah, with a personal su- yeah, that's a true story. Wow. Rex and I we have alter characters. Other, uh, and they are to be the personal hitmen slash security guys for Hornswoggle, who is known as the big deal in Chicago. Bro, that's who We're I would hire. Big deal. Mike Vernaz, <laughs> <Yeah>. the hitman. <laughs> if, if you were going to hire two if, wrestlers to be your hitman, please. it would be Rex Wallace and myself. Absolutely. Exactly. Maybe so, Cage also? <laughs> Brian Cage? Cage? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's another guy I forgot to leave out at the beginning. Hit that Rex with two guys I forgot to leave out. So shout out to Brian Cage and, and uh, Rex Wallace, but um, yeah, so we were supposed to head out to England in September, but uh, unfortunately, due to contra- um, um, scheduling conflicts, uh, Hornswoggle can't make it. So uh, 
that kind of got us out of that one. But uh, it's all right. The opportunities will come. So overseas is definitely a huge thing off my bucket list. My personal bucket list, hmm, let's see. Um, I don't want to say I want to go skydiving because I don't. I don't <laughs> want to say, are you a thrill I, seeker, maybe? <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to go swimming with sharks because that's my number one fear. So that's not something I want to do. <laughs> Uh, I do want to go back to visit the motherland. I do want to make a nice vacation down to Italy. If Italy had uh, world wrestling, I would definitely already be in talks to work out a tour down in Italy. But unfortunately, Italy wrestling right now is a little scarce. Um, not many great companies out there, but I'll find one that's worth that's worth wrestling for because that's yeah. definitely something that I want to do from a bucket list standpoint. Um, I do want to live to see the Mets, Rangers, or Jets win a championship. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'm, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers to it. That's something. <laughs> uh, you got to yeah, believe, you, man. So, you got to believe, believe, man. That's the only tattoo I don't have is you got to believe. Um, <laughs> but, but to be honest with you, not to be super boring, I've been so focused on my career lately um, that I really yeah. haven't had much time to think about uh, what to do on the outside. And and that's that sucks, but it's part of it's part of the hustle. Getting way off topic here. Um, this is a wrestling podcast. I'm going to change tunes for one second. I'm a big Batman fan, big fan of the Dark oh, Knight. So what about what, what about Superman? You're not a fan of Superman? Come no. no. <laughs> where did this, where did the Man of Steel come from? Like, no, no, you, no, did you grow up from? a bit, Superman fan, or how do you incorporate that I, into your name? I, I grew up as a Batman fan. True story. Okay, okay. So, smart kid. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not huge. Yeah, I was. I was big growing up into all those those Tim Burton Batman movies, and yeah. uh, just those Batman Forever was like one of the biggest movies. Even though it sucked, yeah. it was one of the movies that like I was obsessed with as a kid. That Jurassic Park and, and Indiana Jones. Those three right there. That's off topic. <laughs> um, so. I grew up, I, I'm not huge on comic books and stuff like that. I've always enjoyed reading them if they came across me, but I'm not like a comic mark, as they would say in the business. I'm not, I'm not big on comics. I love the movies. I love the books when I'm able to see them, but it's not something I, I grew up on like a lot of other people. So I won't say that the Man of Steel was something that was driven from that. I'll tell you simply how it came across, and it's going to sound very boring and lackluster, but it's how it happened. Um, and I'll tell you right now, the cool thing about it is, and just a side note, um, last year I started filming an independent movie. I was, I was casted as Superman in an independent movie. And, um, we're resuming filming, um, this summer. So I'm looking forward to do that. But this Man of Steel character has opened so many more doors outside of, uh, wrestling, which is cool. But, um, how it came about was, uh, I, when I was ready to debut, the last thing you do before you debut is you come up with a name a character, something that's going to make you uh, different than everyone else. Mm -hmm. And um, Joel, Joel Mackinac came up with a bunch of stupid names. <laughs> Straight up stupid. There was, there was Ethan Fox. There was Mike Chase. There was uh, like a senator. There was, there was, there was <laughs> the senator there was Michael Fox. Chase. There was, yeah, Michael Chase. Like yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. It was just a bunch of things. I said, I told him, I said, no matter what, I want to keep Mike. I want my name to be Mike. I, I was always weird on like someone like my name's Mike and you're calling me Sal or you're calling me Anthony. <laughs> I always was, I always felt like that was weird. Like I'd rather be Mike. The last name I understand cool is name. super. Yeah, that's fucking that's cool. Yeah. Name. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, Taverna was uh, two e either two things. It was a little bit too. Not that it's hard to say; it's easy to say, but it was like it didn't roll off the tongue as quick as Verna would, mm -hmm. and it was a little bit too stereotypical on an indie uh, perspective um, in regards to like attack Italy. Like I didn't want it, even though like Italy is my meal ticket right now. I <laughs> I didn't want my debut to be so stuck with like 
like an Italian last name, an Italian gimmick, so on and so forth. Now it's a different story. Now I've incorporated it into my gimmick, but at the time, I wanted it to be very easy to say. Angle, Guerrero, uh, Cena, Jericho. It's all like yeah. simple names that you can right, say. Right, right. So I, I said, you know what I'm saying? So I said, let me drop TA. We'll go with Berna. So I was okay with changing the last name, but I didn't want to change the first name. So we went with Mike Berna. Now it's like, what is the moniker going to be? What is the style going to be? The original idea was, because like I said, I was one of the only body guys around back in like 2013, um, Joel's idea was for me to be like a, a little Brock, like a little pit bull guy, <laughs> where I was I was big, but yeah, like a little, little, little pit bull. That's the best way to explain it. I was like, you know, I'll, I'll sit on it. Let me think. Let me the think of what we can come up Mike with. Verna. The pit bull Mike Verna. There you go. How, isn't, isn't, that, isn't that cool, right? <laughs> so we sat there. I said, all right, let me, let me think. I didn't want to be like, oh, the pit bull Mike Verna. That was my name. It's easy as it may sound. But, you know, fuck. Well, my, might as well call me, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, you can say that. I can't even think of another name like that. That's a bulldog, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was like, all right, let me sit on it. So on um, um, next day of training, I was wearing a Superman shirt, and uh, by the end of training, uh, I was clean shaven at the time, so I had a nice baby face look. My hair was wet, so after training, I, I had that little Jerry curl in the, in the front, no. and it just it was there. It was just there naturally, and everyone's kind of looking at me with the shirt on, and they're all kind of like looking at each other and like whispering and like, and then Joel kind of came out and was like, "I'm gonna call you the Man of Steel." <laughs> I'm like, "Man of Steel." Well, he's like, he's like, first he was like, "Can we? How, how can we call you Superman? You look like Superman. How can we call you Superman?" And I was like. Man of Steel. Let's go with the Man of Steel. Just like that. And he's like, fuck, yeah. So, so that was our game, really. How, how how I became the Man of Steel is looking like Superman. Interesting. So <laughs> and, and simply, you, didn't get the, you didn't find the name. The name found you. The name found me. That's yeah. a great way to put it. And I, I'm a big believer in wrestling. Everything needs to come organic. Yeah. Imagine if we, imagine if we sat here right now and you would call me Mike Fox. <laughs> the senator <laughs> you know Mike the, Fox, the, the, pit, the pit bull Mike Fox. You know how, that how sometimes they call way. like that big guys tiny. You could have been the Chihuahua. Yeah, you know, yeah Mike the Chihuahua. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, little puppy bug. While we're talking a little bit about the names, things going on, not just in sports entertainment, but in entertainment in general, um, a few names that come to mind is McGregor and Mayweather. So, where do you stand oh. on this fight coming up? I think this is going to be the biggest work in the history of fights. Yep. Okay, and that's what's <laughs> going to happen here. If you look at if you look at Mayweather Pacquiao, okay, first of all, it happened ten years out of their prime. It should have happened when they were in their prime and they were both competing for who's the best. But from an actual fight standpoint, if you watch the fight and we all know Mayweather isn't known to be a knockout guy. Nope, he yeah. wins a boxing match. He's a boxer. So that's totally different of what people are expecting. McGregor is a knockout guy. He's a fighter. So as long as this thing isn't a work, McGregor wins because he's a striker. Mm. Mayweather's going to try to avoid it. And I know it's crazy because he's going to turn around and say Mayweather's a boxer. McGregor's it's his realm. It's guy. A, yeah. It's like it's, he has home court advantage. But, but, exactly. But McGregor knows how to throw hands. Mayweather knows how to avoid hands and get the point. So all it needs is McGregor just to go in fearless and throw some haymakers and hit the right spot. And, and Mayweather will go down. That's simple as that. That's just my view on it. However, I feel like you're going to be able to see, I feel like you're going to see Mayweather Pacquiao too, which is a lot of running away from each other. Um, no one wants to get hurt. They're both getting a ridiculous amount of money. Why? Why risk it? And this is why the big debate about UFC and boxing is it all a work? Because, I mean, the, the, the fight, the fighters now have such personality. I mean, even similar to Tyson. The fighters now in the UFC have such name value to them that their personality is what's getting them over. Those little press conference promos they have, those are straight out of WWF style. Old school attitude era meets the golden age 
um, promo style things before a fight. And Dana White, here's the crazy thing. WWE is taking a little bit from UFC in regards to the style of wrestling that we do. And UFC is taking the, the traditional WWF entertainment style and putting it all together. So it's yeah. kind of like they're feeding off of each other. So now in this modern day, when everyone says UFC is a work, this fight right here coming up will That's prove to a lot of people. It, it, it'll show people if it's a work or if it's real. Because if McGregor knocks Mayweather out, now we see that these two people were legit. If this match ends in, in a in a in a one guy winning by a couple of points, it, it's all it's all nonsense. So you don't see the Big Show coming down to get his vengeance from WrestleMania 24. Honestly, for a fight like this, I would I wouldn't be shocked if you get a wrestler running John <laughs> yeah. Cena in the middle. Yeah. Well, Triple H used to walk. Triple H used to walk out Mayweather through through a fight. That's right. So there that's you go. True. He's going to be right there next to the beast. That's it. That's <laughs> it. And he and he and he's a big fan of McGregor too. So you're going to have freaking Vinnie Mac in one corner and Triple H in the other corner, just like they want it. Mike, thank you so much for participating on a shot of wrestling. Um, it has been a pleasure. I thank you so much for taking the time. You were training. Just a few hours ago, I was. I was in the ring. I was in the ring a few a few hours ago, which is why I had to shoot you guys a message and say, "Yo, hold up, you, I'll, you, I'll be there." You're handling business, and I appreciate I'll take that. Care of business. That's you, it. That's you're a stud. It. You're a great man. You're the man of steel. And if we wanted to I follow am, you, hell yeah, hell in yeah. social media, yeah. how would we do that? Where do we go? Um, Facebook is a little weird because I have that 5,000 friends limit and uh, I don't really like to accept that many people anymore because a lot of them are fans from like Arkansas that Why just want to look at so me. popular? So, yeah, <laughs> well, no, the thing is because I have so many friends on the outside so I am popular in, in real life in wrestling life too. <laughs> Were you the prom king yeah. in high school? I, I was not. I was, I was, I won Mr. Madison in high school. Wow. I was, I was too, I wasn't prom king because there wasn't an actual voting system. They kind of just gave it to like random people. Um, my school was weird. They picked the prom king and queen out of the hat for political oh, that reasons. Weird. They, didn't, they didn't want it to be like a big war like you see in the movies. Yeah. But it's kind of like how we chose this, presidents this year. Yeah. yeah, of course. There you go. There you go. Exactly. Um, but I did win Mr. Madison in 2009. I still got that trophy in my room. But that's besides the point. Awesome. Um, but on Facebook, Facebook, if you find me and you want to add me, by all means. But uh, on Twitter and Instagram, Man of Steel MV. That is Man of Steel, obviously. MV. Please follow me. I want to get those followers up. Um, definitely keep that social media wagon moving like we spoke about in the beginning. Um, I don't really have a YouTube channel, but you can always YouTube my matches. That's always there. They're always there. Definitely shoot me a message if you have anything to say. I'm very open to fan interaction. I may not get it right away, but I'll answer it. Sounds good. Well, thank you very much. And, and, and it, hey, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to plug you guys. You guys were great. Oh, a nice. Shot of Wrestling is not only an entertainment po- uh, entertaining podcast to be a part of, but they're very well prepared. The green man's out of his mind. Um, I'm fucking to crazy. to the face. Yes. He's a crazy bastard. MJP. I'm surprised I haven't gotten into a ring yet. Yeah. <laughs> Probably because I'm afraid of you guys, mostly. Someone's going <laughs> to have to make you hop the guardrail. Someone's going to have to make you hop the guardrail. Shit. I don't want to keep them from doing that. Yeah, yeah. The green, the green, the green machine, and the green man need to need to be around. Oh, and speaking of Orlando, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put you guys I'm gonna put you guys on the hat. I gotta see you guys come to more shows outside of Queens. I got Fiber Wrestling coming up uh, July 20th. We got Tier One Wrestling coming up July 28th. Those are shows in Brooklyn that I want to see your asses at at least one of them. Okay. Um, and I want to see you guys making your rounds. I want to see you guys making your rounds because you know what, you guys are very good at what you do, and uh, I think the wrestling world needs to see a little bit more of you. Oh, appreciate that. Well, Thank listen, you. if anybody who has been listening to 
this show. The Green Man is in the search for the best in the company in the tri-state area. So we will be making our rounds. You may see us there yeah. very soon. Um, we I have a so. few more events coming up. So thank you, Mike Verna, very much for this exclusive interview on A Shot of Wrestling. Thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. In the news with Michael J. Putty and the Green Man. Well, Green Man, I've never heard about this big uh, helicopter accident happened over uh, this past week. Well, I follow you on uh, Instagram, Michael J. Putty. So that, Michael J. Putty, yeah. That, that's how I found out. And I was like, holy shit, what's going on? Yeah, I, th- I got the notification uh, on my phone from WNBC News that a helicopter crashed. Didn't care. Right. I'm at work. I'm busy. Yeah. Then I got the notification from the WWE Network. And you're like, but, wait a second. Well, if you guys live on the rock, did not hear a helicopter carrying a shaming man at one other person made a controlled emergency landing in the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of Long Island's Gilgo Beach on Wednesday. The pilot reportedly made an emergency mayday call just before landing in the water. Thank God, safely. McMahon and other passenger ended up in the ocean, but both thankfully had life vests on. I wonder if they had it on or they had to put them on. I think so it was probably, a small rickety helicopter. Yeah, I think they probably had to put it on because he mentioned as when they started asking questions like about the incident, and he was like, you know, it's just a regular ride. And then all of a sudden, you know, Mario said, we're going to have to make an emergency landing. I think at that point, you're like, all right, that's on. Let's get ready to do this. A commercial flight headed to JFK Airport reported the helicopter's mayday to FAA controllers. Although FAA reported the incident as a crash, a helicopter was seen resting on pontoons and not submerged. The report indicates that both the man and the other person involved were ferried to shore and no injuries, thankfully, were reported. Some scary shit, bro. Yeah. Scary ass shit. Good job, Mario. What did you think about the interview when they asked him, Oh, yeah. Are you Vince McMahon? First fucking question they asked him. (laughs) And off his face, like, yeah, like, what? What? What Are you fucking serious, bro? Poor Shane. Now you got some wrestling marks out there thinking that maybe this was staged because, you know. Oh, did, are they really? The, because Raw and SmackDown haven't been doing so good in the ratings. Maybe putting their name out there by, by staging the, this helicopter emergency landing with my air quotes. Maybe we'll bring a little life into the product. Yeah, okay. Those are assholes. Yeah. The old, then all the emergency. But first of all, Shane Man's a badass. He survived Kane. Oh. With the war with the Undertaker, yeah, you know, he fucking survived the plane crash. Uh, didn't uh, he get thrown into glass by uh, Kurt Angle? Kurt Angle. He's uh, jumped off the Titan Tron many a times. Did he, he jumped off once. I think he fell off the other time. <laughs> <laughs> I love the memes that are going crazy now with him like jumping off helicopters yeah. and shit. I love but it. I love me a good meme. The wrestling world reacted to it, and um, I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't. But JTG from formerly Crime Time, yeah. Had a funny tweet, but now I can't bring it up, so uh, another news. Well, it had been rumored by multiple sources that Brock Lesnar would reportedly be making a return to the oh, UFC. JTT jumps off Titantron off the roof of Hell in a Cell, survives a crash. Shane is no longer flirting with death. He's got his tongue down her throat. <laughs> Continue. Well, as I was saying... Um, all these rumors about Brock Lesnar uh, reportedly making a return to UFC and the company's for the company's November fourth event at Madison Square Garden. 
um, as both he and Paul Heyman reportedly gone to UFC headquarters in order to meet with company officials during International Fight Week. Now, the report states that this, which came from a Talk MMA Twitter account, also stated that Lesnar would likely drop the Universal Championship to Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. And that Lesnar was currently in the process of re-entering the U.S. anti-doping agency testing pool in order to once again be able to complete compete in the octagon. However, according to a statement from Jeff Novitsky, nice. UFC's uh, vice president of athlete health and performance to MMA, Junkie.com, there is no truth to any of the reports regarding Lesnar making any kind of return to the UFC anytime soon. He is not currently enrolled in any USADA testing pool, nor has there been any inquiry on his part to do so. Okay, that's cool. I don't know. His contract, is, is it coming up? I don't know. I think it is. So I'm sure we'll be talking more Brock Lesnar news in the near future, but for now, in other news. Alberto Del Rio is no longer under investigation by police over the airport incident we discussed last week with Lady... What's her name? Lady G? Um, Lady, Lady J. J. Yeah. yeah. Erica G. That's from, right. from, from Orlando. It is now... Beautiful ladies in the studio last It is now week. being viewed by the Orlando Police Department that Paige is the one who should be charged with domestic battery. Oh, gosh. And thus, the GFW Global Champion is not a suspect anymore. A representative for the Orlando PD said detectives have found probable cause exists to charge Soraya Beavis with battery. Detectives have sent the information to the state's attorney's office for review and they will determine whether to file charges in this case. The state attorney's office is currently reviewing the case before a final decision is made. Now, the ladies talked about this last week and and they called bullshit on it because... They they fear for Paige. Mm-hmm. They think she needs to get out of this abusive relationship. Which and, she does. And the fact that, you know, she's obviously told there was one story that was out. Mm-hmm. And then the story miraculously started changing. And it continues to change to polish off Alberto Del Rio's image and persona. Um, it kind of makes this questionable. I, 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 I'm, I'm joining the bandwagon as... Um, hashtag safe page. Okay. Well, he didn't do anything to her at the airport. That's, at that's, the airport. That's what the incident is about, yeah. That's right, at the airport. Well, speaking about your boy ADR, World Association of Wrestling, WAW. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 The promotion owned by Paige's wow. family have announced that Alberto El Patron has been stripped of their world championship title and it has been declared vacant. Vacant. Below is a statement issued by the company, and I quote, The WAW Undisputed World Heavyweight Championship has been declared vacant at last night's Academy show and cut, cut somewhere following a unanimous decision by the WOW Championship Committee. Oh, that's cool. A 32-man wow. tournament has been announced to determine a new Undisputed World Heavyweight Champion over the course. It's like the world of tournaments. Everybody's doing a tournament. the rest of 2017 with the final taking place at Epic Studios Norwich in December. The interest of this tournament will be deliberated by the the uh, oral wow commit commit. Who cares? Maybe uh, the new signings for GFW will uh, be part of that tournament. You got uh, Johnny Mundo and uh, Drago from Lucha Underground. Um, new signings to GFW. Maybe who knows? 
But last October reported that uh, ADR was also um, president of the Combat Americas. Mm. Combat Americas? Mm-hmm. Combat, right? Combat? Yeah. Combate. Thank you. Uh, I forgot the little tilde over the A. Mm-hmm. E? Combate. Yeah, e. Oh, too many shots. Too e. many fucking swords. Uh, Swaza, here, take another. Let me pour one, one out. Uh, he is stepping down from that position effective immediately. So well, The saga continues in other news. WWE is reportedly going to make the storyline of Jason Jordan being the son of Kurt Angle a central one for Raw awesome. over the next few months. Can't wait. Uh, Jordan will see his father, Kurt, uh, trying to be a better one with plans for Jordan to receive a mid-card push. The Wrestling Observer newsletter and reporting that Jason Jordan was told about the storyline with Kurt Angle just one week before it actually aired. Why go? Why go Jason Jordan over Gable? Well, the decision to go. Thank you for asking. The decision to go with Jordan over Gable was partially a rib on Angle to play off of his past of dating. Uh, an African-American woman, an angle that WWE used years back when mm-hmm. Kurt had the hots for Shamel. Remember? Shamel. That's yeah. right. Um, now, this is while he was working a program with Booker T. Booker. Better. Now, while Jordan is physically the bigger of the two, Gable was the better wrestler and stronger personality. Absolutely. Now, many feel that Gable was key in getting the team over as prior to pairing Jordan and had been struggling for years and who has been struggling for years in NXT. I think that's the team of American Alpha just work well together, you know? Yeah, I wasn't a fan of theirs, but they work well together. Yeah. yeah there's just like, certain uh, things that were just meant to be in. JBL called them like old school, like Steiner Brothers. Rock yeah. Brothers good, good, uh, whatever. Uh, he, uh, other old school comparisons. Yeah. But I saw that. Once, I, once he said that, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I took notice. Were you disappointed that this is what the news for Monday Night Raw was all about? No, I wasn't disappointed. I was happy. You were expecting it, was... it? No, I wasn't expecting it. Oh, interesting. Um, I thought anybody was expecting it, but uh... I was expecting it. Okay, it was a rumor. It was a rumor that Jason Jordan was his son. Yeah, <laughs> it was that and Dixie Carter. That was the other one. Yeah, Dixie Carter. And I just didn't just see Dixie. I didn't, see, I didn't see Dixie Carter coming through. Not at the, all. The rumor was that it will be him versus Triple H at SummerSlam, so I figured maybe Triple Stephanie was involved somehow. Yeah. Maybe he was delusionally in love with her, or maybe she was having an affair. I was just trying to figure out what, what, what the end game here, but no. Swerve, rare shocker, in, uh, in my opinion. Too. Well, Swerve, back at you, my, Michael J. Putty, because this is my feeling, and, it, and I, maybe I should have voiced my opinion that... Last week's show that this is what I thought would have been going on, but I'm going to voice my opinion now. I, I, I think um, Jason Jordan is, is pulling one over on uh, Kurt Angle. I think he uh, he's he's pulling a uh, Kennedy. Yeah, I think he he's totally found his way to make himself relevant. He'll turn and and he's pulling at the strings of the emotions of Kurt Angle, knowing his history. And um, yeah, he's totally stringing him along because I, I have a feeling that that Corey Graves has a lot more to do with this story than just a confidant of Kurt Angle. Remember, Corey Graves was also in NXT with, with, with Jordan, so yep. uh, there has to be more. There has to be more that they're going to de- deliver, and uh, I think end of story will be Jason Jordan is not really Kurt Angle's son. All right, you know, interesting. Just 
and my thoughts in other news. Okay, I'll take it. In regards to Angle's in-ring future, the Dirty Sheets podcast is reporting that WWE has decided Kurt Angle will not wrestle anytime in the foreseeable future, and the company views him as an on-screen character and not an in-ring wrestler. There are currently no plans for Angle to return to the ring, and he hasn't even been taking the physical, which would be required for him to do so. So I guess those plans of Triple H, Kurt Angle, are on the back burner for now. Michael J. Pai, while we're talking about Kurt Angle, now he recently took part in a Q&A session on his official Facebook page. He was asked about a number of topics, including if he thinks CM Punk should return to the WWE. Ooh, to- I guess what he said? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> That's what he said, right? Well, he responded by saying, I hope he comes back. I think his MMA career is over. I was way off. Now, is it over, like, finished, or is it it's over, all, like, yeah, he's getting himself it's, over? It's, and, it's ending. It's yeah. finite, yeah. <laughs> he, he needs to go back to what he does best. However, CM Punk recently sat down with ESPN Radio, where during his appearance, he was asked if there was any part of him that missed professional wrestling. And that Punk responded by saying, no, not at all. Lying? Completely. Okay. Completely. The... The fact that maybe the last thing you see of CM Punk is him on, on a MTV Challenge yeah. is you bullshit. Watch I watched pieces of it, but it was complete bullshit. And the, it, that cannot be the last image that we get of CM Punk. Whether it's him going back into the octagon or him. He's coming back to the WWE eventually. I call okay. it. In other news. Actually, I think Havoc called it last week. True. We reported last week the sad news of uh, Talking Smack. Well, the decision to cancel Talking Smack was that of Vince McMahon, according to Sports Illustrated. So, yeah, Sports Illustrated, ESPN, huh? WWE's making some mainstream waves here. Okay, you, now you're freaking me out. I'm fucking lowering the music. Relax. Anyway, where I am like I? me some good Dolph Ziggler music, but it's like loud Vince in my Mc- headset. Because I don't hear anything. Oh. Vince McMahon reportedly felt that the unscripted style of the show was not in the company's best interests, not, to do- not due to low viewership, has, has been reported elsewhere. McMahon has a history of not liking shows on the network which aren't planned or scripted. For example, the reason we haven't seen a Stone Cold podcast in over a year is because McMahon felt awesome was being too real for the company. However, however, a close source within the WWE strongly denies the report, stating that if that were true, Vince would have canceled Talking Smack outright rather than continue airing it after pay-per-views. You gonna miss Talking Smack? Uh, yeah. I think, though, the formula I mean, of, uh, of, of Talking Smack changed when they put 205 right the, the, after. The, 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 the flow. Yeah, yeah, the flow of it. Renee Young reacted to the news that the, her show has been canceled by tweeting, and I quote, really disappointed about hashtag Talking Smack. Try to make that show great. Guess we'll go back to welcoming my guests at this time. The Miz also chimed in by tweeting, RIP Talking Smack. I enjoy the freedom the show gave the WWE talent to showcase what they could do. Renee Young brought the best out of all of, all of us. That's very nice of... Very nice, very classic. He'll, yeah. he'll miss to say. He always give her a hard time. Yeah. Uh, in addition, talking sm- to Spock, Talking Smack, WWE canceled Renee Young's Unfiltered show, which has been broadcasting since 2015. I think you watched it a couple times. I, like, I liked Unfiltered. I did. Uh, it's one of the things on the network that I tuned into. Like, uh, and, uh, It's not, not long. It's usually like 20-minute mm-hmm. show, a little... Snippets. Um, and the last season, she was actually starting to do more interviews 
that fans wanted to see. That's cool. So people would like Twitter be like, oh, the next guest should be John Cena. The next guest should be Big Cass and Enzo. That's cool. And she started getting those bookings. Well, as Talking Smack is coming to an end, Global Force Wrestling has taken to their official Twitter page to announce that the beginning of beginning this Thursday, GFW Imp- after GFW Impact Company will premiere after Impact, a brand new mm. post show that will be hosted by Josh, Josh Matthews and Tyrus on ImpactWrestling.com. Sounds a little familiar, eh? Yeah, eh? Another news. Well, Rey Mysterio, I haven't heard that name in a while. Rey Mysterio current contract with Lucha Underground is reportedly up. After season three, and both WWE and GFW are actively pursuing him, according to SI.com. Mysterio was the WWE's biggest drawing name in the Mexican market. And like we were talking earlier with Mike Verna, you know, everybody has a market to tend to. And, and Mysterio was that market. Mike Verna, you could, you could own Italy. Ever since Santino left, no one's got Italy. It's true. So... Verna is all yours. But Mysterio totally holds down the Mexicans. Did I say that right? He holds down the Mexicans? He holds down Mexico for the WWE. Okay. <laughs> that sounded a little bit better. Um, and it, he is the biggest draw for them. And it's an area where the WWE has been trying to revitalize since without much success in the past years. In addition, um, the article notes that a return to WWE for Mysterio could benefit Dominic. Now, Dominic, if you remember, is his son. Oh, yeah. Who is, yeah, he was a little kid. He's a big kid now. He's a big kid now. Who is seeking to break into the industry and with the company's developmental program at the WWE Performance Center, it could be hugely beneficial to his career in the ring. On the other hand, GFW's lighter schedule might sway Mysterio, who will be 43 in December. And with all the latest drama with Alberto Patron, the company may need to seek to find a new star to appeal to that Latino market. Uh, we have LAX who's doing that right now for yep. GFW. So uh, maybe Mysterio joins LAX. Now, as for Lucha Underground, a fourth season has yet to be announced. So it's looking unlikely at this stage that Mysterio will stick around. If he does leave Lucha Underground, which will be after Season 3 ends in September, he does have that 90-day no-compete clause, which realistically means he probably won't see, we probably won't see Mysterio till uh, maybe early, mid-2018. Okay. You looking forward to that? Where do you think he ends up? Uh, Following Kurt Angle's trend of coming back home and like, how wrestlers who've gone away Ooh, are making okay. their way back. I, I think Mr. has to come back to WWE. To Head, headlines, the Hall of Fame class comes back. Ooh, mm-hmm. all right. Okay. That's I'll, a good one. I would say headlines. No. But uh, it's part of the Hall of Fame class. Part of the Hall of Fame. Agreed. In other news. Uh, this story's a little confusing. Try to follow me here. Okay. The Wrestling Observer is reporting that there were some WWE officials who were, were said to be unhappy during the first two nights of the inaugural May Young Classic Tournament. Interesting. More specifically, because of how some of the women appeared to look. According to the report, they, uh, they still appear to be some individuals in the WWE who believe that women have all, all have to be hot. And apparently, it was felt with these officials that many of the 32 competitors in the tournament 
aren't good looking enough for WWE standards. Well, that's some old school mentality yeah. there. I haven't heard that a stupid statement like that in a long time. Oh, so it's the Ryback's podcast. <laughs> However, many it's also being reported that many of the 32 women competitors could be signed to WWE contracts, according to Brian Alvarez of the Wrestling Observer Live, which kind of contradicts what I just said. A source in the WWE noted that the company is looking to sign a number of talent to actual contracts, either to NXT or to the main roster, straight to the main roster. It was reported WWE does not want to sign all 32 women, but uh, Alvarez hints there could be like 10 or more. Wow. Uh, we talked about this uh, many shows back, but do you see the WWE building a woman roster that is so dense that you could have a women's only show or a pay-per-view that's just like women wrestling pay-per-view? I think so. Maybe give them their own show. Yeah. I can see it. Maybe but may it Whoa, replace 95. 205 Live. Yeah, nine times soon. It'll be Women Live. Yeah, what would that one be? Yeah. I don't know. But... I really, I mean, there's, there's some good prospects there, so I think it may be, it may be good. Maybe good. I'm, I'm interested. Um, you know news? Well, reports from 434.com uh, and New Japan Pro Wrestling Cast are stating that current IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, the Young Bucks, and current IWGP United States heavyweight champion Kenny Omega have signed new deals with New Japan Pro Wrestling. The new deals they've signed will run until 2018. Excited? I think that's a good place for them to stay. Oh man, I'm so excited. I think they're doing great. I think I think they're they're especially like that Bullet Club and, and the Young Bucks in particular are doing a great job building their brand and making themselves more profitable and more bigger attractions for when they do make it to the WWE to be like, give me that big paycheck, motherfucker. Yeah, great. Awesome. In other news, last week we reported here on the show that Ryback claimed he was scheduled to face the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania 30. Very interesting story, yeah. yeah. Well, in an update, Dana Warrior took to Twitter to dispute his story, tweeting, what? and I quote, not true. It always saddens me when people tell untruths on a man's grave to promote their lives. Ooh. Do your own work, Dana. Wow. So I would believe her over Ryback. Mm, I would believe Ryback over her. And I'll tell you why. Because she's a woman that's messed up. No, In other no, no, news. No, no, In no, other no, news. No, 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 not at all. Because, because Ryback is the wrestler. Ryback's the one that's getting booked. Ryback is the one who's going to be in conversations with the WWE. If he was given the opportunity to be like, hey, yeah, you know, I have this idea. We want to put you in a match with, with Warrior when he returns. Like, that's what we want to do. Oh, man. Dana would not have been part of those conversations. She wasn't, she wasn't even as into the wrestling world as she is now because of the foundation. But she so wouldn't you don't know. Think the, told her anything? No. I, I wouldn't even have put it put the WWE past that warrior even knew. No, it's no, not Ryback. No one's talked about Ryback in a while. He needs to get his name out there. He made up a story. Bada bing, bada boom, done. Another news. I, I hear the Green Man was supposed to fight Warrior um, at Raw that night. He's going to do a run-in, but it never happened. No, it didn't. No. 
Well, Mattel and WWE are launching a girls' product line that features the first ever fashion dolls, like a Barbie doll, right? Exactly like a Barbie doll. Just exactly like one of Nikki and Brie Bella, mm-hmm. Sasha Banks. How you doing? Natalia. How you doing? Charlotte Flair. How you doing? Becky Lynch. How you doing? Alicia Fox. How you doing? And Eva Marie. Mm. How you doing? Eva Marie still... Under contract? Being brought, yeah, being brought into conversation, huh? Would, it be, weird, would it be weird if I bought one? It, A little bit, right? I think you should. Okay. Should buy one? I should. I think you should. Okay. And, and then you could expense it. You could expense it. It's a, it's a business oh, okay, expense. Because uh, I have the Eva Marie Funko Pop. I can get a fucking Barbie, no? Yeah. It what? might be a little weird if I see you playing with it. I'll keep it in the box. Keep, uh, yeah. That's collectible. It'll be a said. collectible. It's a collectible. Um, so, they're leveraging the popularity of the WWE's uh, female wrestlers here. And th- there were some videos that aired about them being so excited that they they actually... This is a Comic-Con, right? Yeah. About them actually seeing and seeing the the Barbie dolls, and they all got, kind of got emotional about it because they did a great job with them. Um, now the in, they are all honored about it, and of course, I, you're Barbie. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm upset that Nia Jax is not getting one. Mm. You know, because I mean, is it because well, she's a full figured woman? In their defense, she just sort of just came up in the world of doll making. So these probably dolls were in production, ready to go when she was called up. Okay. So, because no, there's no Alexa Bliss doll. True. So maybe the next wave. The next wave. The, uh, she won't have one. You don't think she will? I, would I like, hope she does. I hope she does too. I'm a big Night Jax fan. She has some bathing suit pictures over the weekend. Mm. Mm. She looks great. Oh, now you think she looks great. No, she looks great. Like, well, Instagram always makes you look great. It's not me. You just post shit. Hurricane that look horrible. <laughs> so, but her Instagram, she looks great. She always does, my N- friend. N- nice picture, fresh. Been a fan since day one. The first time I saw her, I called you like, yeah. oh, what's NXT air? I got to check this Nia Jax woman. Yeah. A little surprised. But I was happy. Yeah. Well, uh, that brings us to the end of In the News. Uh, let's do some more shots. Uh, I got to use the bathroom. Can you handle more shots? You drank a lot over the weekend. It, it's like the hair of the dog. Oh, touche. Okay, I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> Let me go be Uber now, all right? We'll be right back with some uh, Cheers and Heels, eh? Raw and Smackdown, here and here. All right, buddy. What do you got for Raw? Michael J. Putty. Um, That's me. There, there, At Michael J. Putty, to be correct. <laughs> there's not much that I enjoyed from the show this past week. Um, okay. Uh, but I do have to cheers the build on the Kurt Angle news. 
Uh, one of the things that I like about Raw, or any time that they do this, when they engulf the whole show about one big storyline. So, for example, building the last few weeks about Corey Graves being getting these texts and going to Kurt Angle, and they're building on this story, building it, and it's finally coming to an end. Regardless of what the news was going to be, I am invested because it's been weeks and weeks of like what's going on and finally they were able to deliver. Now, I got to heal the news. The fact that it was Jason Jordan that was going to be his illegitimate son that he hasn't seen for many years. So like, you'd rather like an affair or something? Yeah. Like, let, let's get it. Some... That's been done. But maybe... We, you talked about it earlier in the news about maybe Charmel and Booker T should come in, and, and you never know. They kept should, on. The surprise should have been Charmel shows up. Mm, seriously, and, and she says, "You have a son. Hello, you know, let me introduce you to them." Um, but they decided not to go that route. Um, I still think it's Jason Jordan's going to swerve Kurt Angle, and she, he's toying with him. Okay, that's um, cool. I, I hope that's what happens because that makes it more interesting than him just being uh, Kurt Angle's son. Okay. I'm going to cheers uh, the Finn Balor and Elias Samson match. Okay. I thought we talked about this before. Nice new matches coming from them. Mm-hmm. And this one, even though we've seen them go head to head. This was the first time that we saw their head to go, head go to a big scrape to the head with that guitar. Yeah, I cheered that. Oh the good God. old guitar shot. You haven't seen that in a while. Shit. Sweet. Bring that back. Yeah. Old school. And I liked it. Okay. I mean, the other thing that I liked about it is that he hasn't really done that. Like, he's not playing it off. Like, when Jeff Jarrett That's had a thing, guitar, yeah. like, that dude was... Popping guitars over people's head mm. every single week. Honky Tonk Man, anytime he came down, he was going to hit someone with a guitar. Mm-hmm. You know, Elias Sampson kind of held to back his own, and he was like, you know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it when the time is right. And I think the time was right. So I'm, I'm yeah, going to choose that. Okay. Um, besides that, uh, cheering the Hardys and the Revival. Okay. Another nice, clean matchup. I, I don't think the match was great. You see the Revival? Yeah. Just fists? Yeah. Right on their ass? <laughs> well, maybe they like um, you know this. Um, surprised you didn't mention this. I will finally, finally cheersing, getting rid of the purple ropes. Mm. Rest in peace, purple ropes. Hopefully, I just ran out of tape. <laughs> but, uh, no more purple ropes. Thank God, that was annoying. Are you enjoying the the Titus no. brand mixing in with the cruiserweight? Oh, yeah, now? I mean, I, I fast forward it. But do you At think like that's better? Much that, better. That's helping the, the yes, cruiserweight I division. So. I agree. I agree. Uh, so I miss those managers that have more than one guy. Yeah, and this is hopefully leading that. I don't know why he's a manager, although, but uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. Still fast forward, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to heal the uh, breaking up of American Alpha. Hmm. You just touched upon it. Um, I'm not a big American Alpha fan. But, like, why couldn't Gable come over, too? I know they're probably setting up for something. But they just... Coming off the Enzo and Big Cash breakup. The Golden Truth breakup. Tag Team Wrestling is going away. R.I.P. Purple Robes. R.I.P. Tag Team Wrestling. I don't think that's the thing. It's just... Those three teams now are gone. Right. All those three teams were healed. uh, Faces. So you pretty much have a, a division saturated with 
heel tag teams. Mm. And you're left with the Hardys, New Day, and for me personally, I'll just throw in Breeze Dango. Well, well you got Rhino and Heath Slater. Yeah, do you? Do you really? They can go with the Breeze Dango for Raw category, I guess. So you have two top face tag teams, two sub-level tag teams. You have so many heel tag teams. It's like, so now you have, spoiler alert, talking about it later, the Fashion Files coming up. Yeah. That team's going to be announced on Battleground. Okay. I'm hoping maybe the NXT team, they're going to be a heel team too. Mm. Oh, man, so many heel tag teams. That's what I'm healing. Do you think the Authors of Pain will come up? I have no clue. I don't really know much about NXT tag teams. Hmm. So you tell me. And I think I think tag team is dead. Tag teams goes. It, it's it's like a wave, you know. See, I don't think it's dead. There's times where tag teams my... are just so hot. Every like you look forward to those tag team matches, but then there's times where it's just like there is there even a tag team division? Like even the Usos have been through this wave probably like three or four yeah. times by now. Where like you know. They were hot, then they were not. They were hot, and then they were not. Clearly, it's tough being a tag clearly a tag wrestling. division because you got the Hardys, Jameis, and Cesaro, the Revival now. Two of three fucking heels. And you, know, you need another uh, face tag team. That's, that's right. We can go on all night talking about that because it's a... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a hot topic. I would love to... Uh, let me take some more shots, and uh, let, let's, let's talk about SmackDown. Um, it, okay, yeah. didn't do it for me. Okay, I'm going to heal... Mike Canales' debut should have been held for Battleground. Mm-hmm. Should have been held for Battleground. Um, uh, the Usos winning cleanly. But they're Dude. a heel tag team. Yes, they don't do that. It's amazing. No. There was no distraction. No, nothing. It was a clean victory. Give them the momentum into Battleground. Uh, different. Cheers, Becky Lynch and Charlotte. You're yawning, so I guess I'm boring you. Becky Lynch no, and just, Charlotte. Dude, I'm just fucking tired yesterday. from this fucking B. Becky Lynch and Charlotte was a good match. Hair of the dog. Uh, Another sh- shot. I'm going to cheers Baron Corbin attacking Cheesecake during the entrance. Saving, <laughs> saving us time from seeing not only his entrance, but the other two guys' entrance as well. That was a good one. Good time saver on that one. My final, my one and only heel of the night. The Cena-Rusev feud. I think I healed it when it first happened. I'm a big Cena guy. I'm a big Rusev guy. Yeah. This USA-Bulgaria feud doesn't really make any sense. Because Bulgaria isn't an enemy of the United States. And we have Ginger Mahal talking smack about the United States. So Rusev can't do that now. So this shoot doesn't make any sense. Mm. Why are we fighting? Well, the first time we saw uh, John Cena and Rusev and that rivalry started coming around, I, I wasn't that into it either. Yeah, Until I got to WrestleMania, I was like, holy shit, I'm fucking excited for this match. Well, that makes sense because he was still so, from being from Russia. Russia's a rival of ours. And also, I mean, at that Bul- point, Bulgaria's when it was Rusev, Cena, the first rivalry, uh, we also had Lana by his side. So, yeah. It's just, Bulgaria's not a problem with us. I don't see what the issue is. Maybe they're start trying to start a problem. Maybe. You know? Maybe it's Donald Trump pulls some strings. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is WWE Hall of Famer, President of the United States, Donald Trump. Um... So I got you. Anything about SmackDown? Uh, no. All right, great, awesome ratings. Yeah, hit what? at me. What? I posted raw ratings. Did you see that? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Did your job. There you go. About the fucking time. You're welcome. 
to recap for those who you did not see it because he didn't break it down fully. Raw drew a 3.153 million, which is up 5% from last week's 3.009 million. Raw was number one in viewership for the night in cable and number two in the 18 to 49 demographic, falling behind Love and Hip Hop. Again. In the co- coveted 18 to 49 demographic, Raw drew a 1.09 cable rating, which is up from 0.97 last week. Could I have a, a, a t- I don't know, is it a tip? Or it, maybe it's just a thought. But um, do you think that the WWE is going on Monday Night Raw with this like storyline with Jordan and Angle because they're trying to combat the ratings with uh, love and hip hop? No, like, so. like this type of storyline, in my opinion, caters more to that story kind of telling of shit that's going on in love and hip hop. It's it's you know Ill- illegitimate kids here and there. Um, Ebony and Ivory kind of shit. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, I, th- I think it would be pathetic if that's really what was going. But I, I had a thought about it earlier. Um, and I was like, yeah, you know, why now? You know, Vince is really big with the ratings. I, I, I wouldn't put it past him. SmackDown drew a 2.548 million. It was up 3.4% from last week's 2465 SmackDown finished second overall among cable, losing to the Rachel Maddow show on MSNBC, which scored a 2.626 million. In the lucrative 18 to 49 demographic, SmackDown was number one, drawing a 0.81, which is up from last week's 0.76. Awesome. Nice. Nice. So, Michael J. Putty. Yep. Are you ready to get pumped up? Yeah, let's go. Get, get pumped up. Okay. There's going to be a big event coming up, and and... I could only find the most energetic person. Like when I go to these wrestling shows at BCW at the L Sludge, this guy is so full of energy. He he gets the crowd going. He carries a megaphone. The megaphone guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Swerving. Let's get him on the line. Let's dial it up. 619-343-3005. And let's get his energy on the show and get him to pump us up for July 29th at the Elks Lodge. For, for calling him, why'd you just give us a phone number? That's just, I'm just plugging our hotline. Oh, okay. that's, that's just what I do. I plug our shit anytime I get. Let me get another shot of wrestling up in this bitch. Michael J. Putty, there is a show coming to the New York City area. It's in Queens. It's in our backyard. It's a place I like to call home. It's the Elks Lodge. So I thought, instead of hearing it from the Green Man, why don't I get the head promoter for BCW on the horn? Let us know what's going on for this BCW show on the 29th of July. Swerving, are you there, my man? Yes, yes, I am. I'm right here. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing really well. I'm doing green. That that that's that's what I do. I do it very well. How are you? Doing great. I mean, I have the baby over here taking care of the baby. You you're a big really? family man. The bit- BCW baby. <laughs> Uh, I love following you on all social media because I really get to see, you know, a side of you that I don't see at the wrestling shows, which is pretty cool. Um, but let us know what's going on for this BCW show. What's the card? What could we expect by going there? If you've never been there before, what do we have in store for the fans? The card of the BCW show is going to be an amazing card. We have the Ugly Ducklings 
versus the Savages. I love those guys. I know, right? Caveman. Especially it's we have them at If you follow the YouTube channel, BCW, they were the first ones there in our show. The Savages, you know? Yeah. We yeah. Also, now, we've been going to the last few shows at the Elks Lodge. There's been a tournament that people have gotten really behind, and we're down to the final four, right? Who who is in the who's who are these final four? Michael Orlando. Big man on campus. Darius Carter. Ooh. Gonna be crazy though. They're gonna tear it up. Joe Casey's in that too. Man, I, I mean, that's just worth the price of admission. You know, the matches that they put in and the work that Mike Orlando has been doing for the BCW organization has been phenomenal. Kudos to that. Yeah, he's been doing great work that I've been seeing in social media. What are you swerving excited for on July the 29th? You have a big blowhorn, don't you? So, so what, what, what is going to come out of that blowhorn on July 29th? Hoping to see who is going to be the number one champion. Do you have a favorite? Who, who's your money on? Oh my God. Me personally, I think Orlando. Is he ready to but be the you face never know. You, of BCW? You never know with this. It's a crazy match. You know, it's a crazy card. So I don't know who will win exactly. Exactly. The only way to find out is for you guys to be there. All right, I will be there. Can't wait. Michael J. Putty, he will be there representing a shot of wrestling. Not, you're not going to be there? <laughs> Thank you, my man, for being here. Next time, we, we need to bring you, like, instead of a phone call, we're going to bring you on. We're going to get you all fucked up yeah, with a Red whole Bowl. bunch of shots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be happy to come on. Yeah. Show, bro. It, it, it's going to be prepared for a very long night full of shots of wrestling. Thank you, Swerving. And that money there. Man, I am pumped for BCW now, bro. Great job, Swervin. Are you pumped as I am? I, I, was, yeah. Now I, yeah. I felt what you were right. feeling. I felt what you were feeling. Now I am pumped. What a card! They're gonna crown a new champion. That's gonna be awesome. Uh, so we're we're uh, we're splitting the show, huh? Michael J. Putty is going to BCW, and uh, Green Man's going to Capital Wrestling. Yeah, I guess. I guess that. How you getting there? Because I don't know how you're getting home. <laughs> Quickly, Battleground is happening this uh, Sunday. Tonight, you, depending you, on when this airs. Yeah. Ty Dillinger takes on Aiden English in the pre-show for some reason. Didn't know that was the rivalry. They have Sami Zayn versus Mike Kanellis, Cheesecake versus Baron Corbin, John Cena versus Bruce Evan, a flag match, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Natalia, Tamina, and Lana in a fatal five-way elimination match to determine number one contender for the Women's Championship match at SummerSlam. Dave nice. Styles versus Kevin Owens for the United States Championship. Good match. Usos versus The New Day for the Tag Team Champion. Mm-hmm. And Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton in a Punjabi prison match for the WWE Championship. Looking forward to that. Are you really? You know who I don't want to be? The camera guy. That sucks. Uh, Plus those refs have to hold that it, string up. They can't rest their arms. When I when I saw the, the cage on SmackDown, I was like... I can't, I can't barely see the action. Like, it sucks yeah. for the people who are going to be there live. Yeah. Because... At least when we're watching it, you have the camera guy who's in there, who's going weaving around the shit. But if you're there, you're screwed. Yep. But whatever. looks like a good show, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Except Sammy Zayn. Anything else you want to talk about? No, Michael J. I'm tired. I got. I downloaded the new, brand new WWE Tap mobile game, which came out this week. What's that? I have no clue. All I do is tapping. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> that makes no sense. You just tap, tap. Tap. Tap, tap, tap. On the glass. Waving through the window. Just tapping that ass. Yeah. Nijax. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
That's all I got, buddy. Uh, Michael J. Prey, I love I love having shots with you. Ooh, one too many. Another salsa, especially when you're not driving, right? How about how, how about you pour me my last shot for the evening as no, I okay. let everybody know no, okay. to follow us at a shot of wrestling on Facebook and Instagram or shot of wrestling Noe on Twitter. This show is from the fans and it's to the fans and it's your forum to discuss your thoughts, have fun with it. And who knows your thoughts could be part of next week's show. Now to be part of the conversation, dial it up six one nine three four three three zero zero five. And for more information or to be a sponsor, Email us at inbox at a shot of wrestling dot com. Salsa, if you're listening and you want to sponsor us, I would love to just get more um, alcohol from you guys. Um, so, uh, Justin Timberlake, uh, send me some uh, tequila, please. Yeah, because he's listening. Yeah, is, right. is Justin Timberlake a, a wrestling fan? No, no. All right, there goes my shot of wrestling. Of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I felt like there was more we had to talk about, but I guess not, eh? So for the green man. For Mike Verna, for Mr. Excitement Swerven, I've been your host at Michael J. Putty. Until next week, Putty out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I know you have not had enough shots here on a shot of wrestling, so I ordered an extra round. Mike go. Verna is back, the man of steel. Are you ready for the extra round of shots? Oh, I'm always ready. I'm always ready for for not only last call, but I'm ready for <laughs> a last round. Let's do it. All right. Rapid fire questions. Here we go with Mike Verna. What is your favorite adult beverage? Uh, Heineken, sir. Who is a green a green a green man of my own, I like to call him. <laughs> nice. I'm a big fan of the green man. Who wins a battle between Batman and Jesus? Oof. Oh my god. Um, well, I know you're a Batman, Mark, so I'm not going to say Batman. Obviously, the 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 son, the, the the Holy Son, wins every battle. Jesus is my homeboy. Yeah. <laughs> what is the best feature on a woman? You say that on a woman, okay? Now, I don't want to. I don't want to sound um, like I'm trying to be politically correct, but I'll be honest with you. I need a woman's face to be pretty, not to sound mm. shallow. But if, if your face attracts me, all the other assets will come into play. I agree. If you were a superhero, what would be your superpower? Well, I am a superhero. That's first of all. Um, <laughs> Just shut me up. Second of all, <laughs> um, hmm, I think I've had this. I've had this thought before. Not even. I haven't even been asked to me. I've literally had this thought. Like laying in bed at night. Like I was like, hmm, if I was a superhero, what would I want to do? Um, I would. I would traditionally say I would want to fly. But I've, mm. I've also leaned a little bit more towards the stopping time thing. Where like you, because I'm always late. I'm always late. <laughs> late, late. Lateness, lateness is literally my biggest pet peeve. Like because I do it all the time. I'm late everywhere you I go. You and me, brother. The worst thing in the world. I. It's, it's for terrible. Sure. It's like why am I? It's like it starts from when I get out of bed. Like when I'm when I'm off for work, and I don't have any, and I have shit to do. Like I still won't get out of bed till twelve o'clock. And then by the time mm-hmm. I'm out of bed. It's going to take me another 30 minutes to go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, take a shower, and then I eat breakfast. Like, I'm not out of my house until 2 o'clock or something like that. It's sick. It's sick. Oh, and keep in mind, like, i got to be in Jersey at 3. So, like, I'm wow. leaving my house at 2 to try to get to Jersey by 3. That's, that's, that's life right there. But um, stop in time. Imagine that. Like, you, if, if you just had work at 7 a.m. and you can wake up at 6.59, 
freeze time and sleep for another eight hours. And oh, then go to work. I didn't okay. think of that one. But oh, yeah, man. hell fucking yeah. Oh, man. Right? Imagine that shit. What's Imagine your favorite song? Oh, man. My favorite song of all time. Okay. Hmm. This is good. This is a good one. This is real good. Okay. 90s child? I don't know, maybe. Yes, I am a 90s child. I am a 90s child. This one is going to kind of throw you off. This one's going to throw you off. I am... I don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith. I can listen to anytime, anywhere, whenever it comes on. I would say that's probably one of my... I'd probably probably say it's one of my favorite songs. And it's one of my favorite songs because of the movie Armageddon. That was a great movie. I I fucking cry to that shit every time. (laughs) Quote me. Quote me. Who is your celebrity crush? Uh, celebrity crush right now. Gal Gadot, 100%. Oh, good one. She's so beautiful. I'd fuck her. Uh, what is the first thing and, you... And know what's weird? <laughs> those weird little, side, little side topic to that, uh, a side thing on that. I've learned now. When I, growing up, I'm 25 now. I'm going to be 26 in a couple of weeks. But 25, when I was growing up, you would always have these celebrity crushes because everyone would be older than you. Now that you're really? like the age, now that you're the age of like people who are celebrities, you, you view it totally differently. It's like you kind of want to have more of a crush on Selena Gomez than you do on like. Yeah, it's weird. It's like I, it's like I want to marry Selena Gomez. Like yeah, yeah. She's cute. Like yeah, Miley Cyrus. Which what's she doing tonight? You know. <laughs> but I hope that made sense. Finally, Mike, <laughs> what is the first thing you're going to do with that WWE paycheck? Here's here's where you get here's where you get sentimental. I literally would give as much money and as much back to my parents as I can. And I mean that because uh, throughout this pursuit of happiness and this pursuit of this dream and this career, um, they have been more than helpful um, from a financial, supportive, um, everything perspective. You know, they, they, I, they bought me my first pair of gear, my boots, oh. you know, like, can't really, can't really, you know, say much about that. So I think that that they they getting them something nice would be priority number one. Nice, Mama and Papa Verna, you had to hear on the recording if you need this in the future yes. <laughs> to to get that money from Mike Verna. Just just hit Hell us yeah. up at our hotline six one nine three four three three zero zero five. Mike, thank you very much. That was an extra round of shots. I hope you could take some more next time we see you at the Elks Lodge or anywhere at Five Boroughs, Tier One, wherever we're going to go. Well, well, I, I want to see you at the Elks Lodge, of course, for BCW as always. That's where I always see you. I would love to see you guys make your way out to Deer Park, Long Island for NYWC. Oh, yeah. I would love for you guys to come to Brooklyn, New York for Five Ball Wrestling because that, to me, is one of the most... I am a champion from there, so I'm a little biased. <laughs> but to me, it's always a show that's a lot of fun. It, nice. it gives you that indie feel, that grungy indie feel that you maybe don't get at other places. And then uh, Tier 1, where I'm a current one half of the tag team champions, along with the current heavyweight champion of Tier 1. Um, tier 1 is in a total new direction right now. Um, they're bringing in names. They're bringing in talent from all over the world, all over the United States. Names that you haven't seen before, names that you don't see every single week. Tier 1's doing that. They're becoming innovative. They're doing fresh things. They're doing new things. So Tier 1, I think their next show is July 28th. Definitely check them out. Um, you know, I mean, Chikara, as much as you can. I'm there. I'm, I'm my mainstay at Chikara. Um, so please do join the fun there. Chaotic Wrestling in Massachusetts. Dynasty Wrestling Upstate. XWA in Rhode Island. I mean, the list goes on. There's so much shit that I like to do. And so many great, and so many great companies I work for. But for you guys, and for the guys listening in the New York area, the next couple of shows coming up are going to be awesome. MYWC, uh, FBW, Tier 1. Give them a look. Nice, brother. 
Thank you very much again for your time. It was greatly appreciated. And that was Extra Round of Shots with the Man of Steel, Mike Verna. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>